back to Walk On Weekly. Here are your hosts, Sam Hoiberg and Jeff Grace III on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into the Walk On Weekly. I am Harrison Arns pushing the ones and twos. We have the host, Jeff Grace III and Sam Hoiberg here as always. And special guest, Rink Mass, joining us, going all the way up until 7 o'clock. Then we'll have a replay on StreamYard. And then, again, if you guys want to continue, we have We Talk Facts with Eric Strickland and Cluster Johnson. That will go from 8 to 9 p.m. So plenty of ticket weeknights ahead for you. Uh, But we left last conversation. We talked about the Dame trade. Just a lot of crazy stuff going on in the NBA in general right now. I haven't asked you guys this. Maybe talk to Jeff a little bit about this, but I'm curious what your thoughts are, Sam. Chris Paul for the Golden State Warriors. I don't know. I think a lot of people are really negative about it right now. That's just what I've seen in like comment sections and yeah on Twitter. But I'm kind of viewing it as like he's a good backup to have for Steph, obviously. And then he's just another guy that's going to find those dude shots because he's such a good passer. And then he can score a little bit, too. I mean, he's obviously coming off those injuries, so we'll see what level he's playing at. But I could see him being a great guy to have in like a an accepted role, which I think he'll do at this stage of his career and just try to get wins. Mm-hmm. Do you see him starting along uh, Chris or Steph Curry, or do you think backing him up? I would assume he's going to back him up, but I could also potentially see him starting with him. Yeah, I feel like he'd be a nice like playoff yeah, card. Sure. Like to have Chris Paul in your back pocket for the playoffs, keep yeah. him healthy. You don't have to play him as much because you got Steph Curry on the court. Um, obviously Jordan Poole on the move into the Wizards. That'll be interesting. What do you K- think about the trade? Casey is so happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know really? if I texted about it. He, Why? Oh my god. He absolutely hated Jordan Poole this playoffs. <laughs> Why? Did he have a good Did reason? Did you see the way he played? You're talking about the... the he was terrible. The I mean, it was everything. Terrible like, shot selection going yeah, on. Yeah, it was terrible shot. He was very inefficient. And case every time he got in the game, he would text me and say, get pool out of the effing game. <laughs> I did not know Casey Dominaga was not a fan of Jordan Poole. Oh, not at all. To be fair, there wasn't a lot of Warriors fans either. No. I, through that playoffs, I think people got sorry. It felt like he was trying to come in to be Steph Curry yeah. at times. It almost felt because like he, did he was it last it year. Much. He was so good last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, was that like when Steph wasn't doing anything, it was Jordan Poole. And then this year, he just was trying to do it and didn't really work out for him. Just tried to do too much at the end of the day. Yeah, kind of got to him. All the media and everything, I, like, got in his head. Can't remember what playoff series that was, but he hucked the thirty footer, and he could have just took one dribble wide that was, open. That was Lakers. Lakers, I think, yeah, yeah. And that one, I mean, Lakers. I still think Lakers were probably the second best team in the Western Conference, but well, nonetheless, after the trade deadline, for sure. Yes, after the trade, they were not good before then, um, and that'll be interesting with the new tax apron coming up, and it actually won't really kick in until two years. But uh, Rink Mass, what do you think? Chris Paul and the Warriors, you think that works out for him? Changes their fortune in the future to possibly taking or stopping the Denver Nuggets? Um, I don't think they're going to stop the Denver Nuggets, but I kind of agree with what Sam said. I think he's he's a good piece to be a role player for them. I think he can definitely help them at certain times. You, do, you don't expect him at this point in his career you, that you bring him in and he's going to be awesome. Like He's not going to be the same as what he was like five, six years ago. But you bring him in, he accepts his role as a role player. He's mm-hmm. he can get, get those guy shots. I don't I don't hate the trade. Let's just say that. Yeah, I actually liked it for the Warriors. 
I was uh, never a big fan on Jordan Poole, especially with the contract he had. Yeah, I agree. You're paying a lot of money for a guy that's got to get together quick. You get a guy like Chris Paul. I I also am biased. I've always been a CP3 fan. Just because every roster he's been to, it gets dramatically better. And that Lob City was fun to watch. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan still has the best value of all time, I think. You guys know what I'm uh, talking about? Yes, 100%. On a Crawford? Is it the one oh, it might have been Jennings. That he threw in? Yeah, he threw in. Yeah, yep. yeah, which was crazy because at the time it was Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin, and everyone was like, oh, they got two. Yeah, that was so <laughs> much fun. That's one thing that the Nuggets, I think, are so fun to watch because Jokic, what he's able to do, um, those simple touch passes, even though it doesn't end up in a yam all the time, he had one in the playoffs uh, for the finals. He just flipped it to Gordon. Gordon behind his head just puts it in. Yeah, that was sweet. You said uh, Jokic is one of your favorite players to watch. What about his game is so appealing to you? Is it the playmaking? Um, he makes the simple pass look easy, if you yeah. get what I'm saying. So when you know basketball, you know the situations that are, that you get in and that you got to read the game pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And he does it with such effortless – like, he makes it look like it's easy. He can – like, the way uh, Denver runs their plays and sets him up in, in positions where he can either shoot a little, little floater, his touch is amazing, and or just find one of his teammates open – and he always makes this like the simple play. That's what I love. It's like about he never it. misses a read. Exactly. He sees it all. Like we're we're, yeah. we're human, you're gonna mess up, but like he rarely does. Oh, even on bad passes, I notice he's got like an uncanny like first touch. Like you notice a lot when he plays, he always tips it on bad passes. Mm-hmm. He always gets that tip on it. Every time it's a bad pass, normally, especially in the NBA, that's a turnover two points the other way. Mm-hmm. He gets those all the time. Just yeah, a simple little tip to himself. There was one play in the finals where he like kind of like mishandled at the dribble and then mm-hmm. there's like two heat players right there and he's like tapping his way yeah. through traffic gets it back just flips it up and puts it in like it was almost like he meant to do it he's just so good at tipping it to where he knows those guys won't be so yeah like, another thing that's like special about Jokic is like what i've noticed is like even if you like try to speed him up and like try to make him go fast He's always put his face, mm-hmm. and it's like really impressive to do because as basketball players going up and down the court, like it's very hard with like the change of pace and everything. But like when you play at your own pace, like that's an easy dub for you. Like you can't be stopped at that point. Like it's very hard to stop you. <laughs> and he and speaking of his pace, like he can run the floor too. That's what mm-hmm. surprised me. Like yeah, absolutely, he controls the pace, but he can get that pace going. You Not a guy you don't you'd have expect. To be fast to run the floor. No, he's had to run hard. He proved that. Yeah, and especially with his passing ability, that's stressful. If he's bringing the ball down the court, it's a fast break, and he's got the ball in his hands. You're look. You got Aaron Gordon, who's probably cutting to the rim. You got Michael Porter Jr. You're just not Jamal Murray's right behind him. Who knows? If it doesn't work out. You're looking at a arguably the best pick and roll all year. That's that's why I, I if I'm an NBA defense, I'm terrified. No one figure that out. Mm-hmm. The Miami 2-3 defense was weird that it took so long to figure out, but Denver Nuggets did eventually kind of break into it, mm. turned into the lower scoring games, but they did enough. Um, in the NBA, how, I, I'm just going to ask you, you guys know more about basketball than I do. How would you possibly stop the Nikola Jokic-Jamal Murray pick and roll? Because that is what they're going to do from here on out until someone stops it. And if you get this right, then there's an NBA office that's looking to hire you. Yeah. Um, uh, me, personally, I kind of like uh, it's kind of the way Toronto is doing it, where they just get a bunch of really big and athletic guys and they oh, switch yeah. it. I would say switch it, and then if Jokic somehow gets the ball, you you might want to try and I don't know get get a double team on him with some big guys, and then um 
try and see if you can deflect the pass, how, however hard that is, and then hopefully rotate out of that. Yeah, that's like the only way I could see. Because if you if you do like if you ice the ball or hard hard show it or whatever, like he's gonna pick you apart. I don't think you can double Jokic though. It's got to be a perfect double. He's gonna finish with a left or right every time. That's the one thing about doubling him. It's 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 hard, but that that's the only like you got to force it out of his hands. It's kind of kind of the way we we do it with like on the catch. Like if he doesn't have that much time to see it, hopefully about like one every four he throws away. That's kind of all you can hope for. <laughs> it's a big hope. Yeah. For me, I play a lot of 2K. So <laughs> in the pick your own situation, like with them two, I play really hard defense, honestly. Just guard them straight up. Know that they're going to score. But then on offense, get it back. <laughs> keep going. Like just, just accept it at that point. Outscore them. Just keep going. <laughs> well, hey, back and forth. Speaking of outscoring them, Phoenix Suns. I'm not even kidding. I think that's their game plan. I, DP, I agree. DP their game plan for likes every the Bradley game Beal next year. I know, but they got Bradley Beal now instead of Chris Paul. They're gonna double down on outscoring yeah, people. Zero they have an off night. They're not. <laughs> I, I, um. I may be underestimating Bradley Beal. We talked about it on Sunday. I'm not super high on what it's going to look like just defensively. And if any of those guys has like an off night, you're just, I just don't know. Your defense is going to be so porous. And then you're still sitting there with Aiton. Who's backing up Aiton? They still don't have a bench. No. At the end of the day. They're still looking at Cameron Payne to answer a lot of their problems. What do you guys see from the Phoenix Suns? The Western Conference, Pretty, we can dive into the Eastern one on the later segment, dive into Porzingis on the Celtics. But... Yeah, that, that one's That's a big one. one. But with the Suns, does this work for them? Do you see them entering the Western Conference Finals? And if so, good enough to get to the finals, assuming they beat probably the Warriors, see what the Lakers do, or Denver Nuggets? Um, That's a tough one. Because to, to get there, you got to beat out two other teams. I don't, mm-hmm. right now, if Denver can keep their core together, I don't see the Suns beating Denver. And then you got to look at, okay, what are the other teams that they have to beat out? You have to beat the Lakers. You have to beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the Grizzlies as long as they can yeah, Marcus manage Smart's things a nice addition too. with Ja. Because they, yeah, they added Marcus Smart. I still see them being very good if they can keep uh, Ja on the control. Mm-hmm. And only 25 game suspension. Yeah. That's, I mean, he'll be back. He'll still make yeah. the playoffs. Ready to go. That's going to go back fast. And they're really good without him. Yeah. Yeah, I had to go back on that one because at one point in time I was thinking all the way up until All Star break, and then I realized like Miles Bridges had a domestic assault case with family, and he only got thirty games. He's gonna be back next year, right? Should be yes, That'll yes. Be he'll be back. I'm almost positive. I'll look it up, but I'm like ninety nine percent positive he'll be back next year. Um, we got let's see, we got about a couple more minutes here. Let's go ahead and dive into the East now since the last segment short. So Kristaps Porzingis to the Boston Celtics. That one. Um, three-way trade. That's how Marcus Smart also ended up on the Memphis Grizzlies. What do you guys think about that one? I like the trade a lot. I felt like the Celtics had to do something. You've been to the conference finals in the East three years in a row now, and you can't break through. You lose to the A seed um, in seven games because you can't beat a two-three zone. They had to change it up. Do you guys like the addition though? I like it a lot, especially with keeping Al Horford. Yeah, and having a Robert Williams come off the bench great addition uh it's gonna help them a lot like with uh just like not a, like i mean Jaden tatum and uh, jalen brown obviously they're gonna be scoring most of the points but at the end of the day like you have other weapons and other threats for the defense to guard so it's gonna help them a lot space the floor 
um, having a big man also who can also rebound and stuff like that. So I feel like it's going to be great for them. But, I mean, the East is definitely still going to be difficult mm-hmm. to win because you still have the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, let's come back healthy again. So 76ers, if it ever, ever happens for them, that yeah. team's just an anomaly on why they can't figure it out. Um, I feel like in the East, that's one of the things you have to be big because mm-hmm. in the East, you're going, you're probably looking at the Bucks or 76ers a lot of the years. Heat mm-hmm. weren't that big. No, Heat weren't that big, but they're also the A seed. And if you wrote them, I'll give you credit for it. But <laughs> I wasn't counting on them playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. How was that? Yeah, I don't. No, I wasn't either, but no, yeah, they did make the all. finals. So. They're, yeah, very impressive one. I just still can't. I can't get over how big of an anomaly that was. They lose their first game in double digits to the Hawks. They only beat the Bulls for about three minutes left, and they finally come back. And then they go on this crazy run. And then they didn't sweep the Bucks. What was it, three one or four one series? I believe it was four yeah. one series. Yeah, they take it all the way there. And that team was twenty eighth overall in offense coming in. Mm-hmm. Just insane. I, 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 I would say. Like one, uh, one series I can see happen, but that they won three in the East, that was mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's like one, there's been one a lot of teams like that. One upset can happen, but like three in a row, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Do you guys think Giannis or Giannis was fully healthy when he came back? No. I wonder I how that so. changed. I mean, they still lost four one. That's the yeah. hard thing. I'm trying to think of unexpected teams. Pelicans are another one where they got to figure. I don't think they're going to move Zion around. I think he's staying there. Uh, but they, wow, the they sex tapes might drop, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? Uh, yeah, he's got to be careful on that one. The social media around Zion Williamson, again, we won't go into all the details, but uh, it takes like one Google search to figure out what kind of trouble Zion Williamson's in. <laughs> Not a situation any man would ever hope to be in. Uh, but with that being said, we'll go ahead and throw it to break here. Again, this is the Walk On Weekly. we got Jeff Grace III, Sam Hoiberg, host as always, and special guest Rink Mast here with us. We'll be back on the Walk On Weekly right here on 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com.